Thanks for tuning back into the Pet Cash Pod. This is your host, Andrew Petcash. Took a few weeks off from the weekly roundup. As to be honest, just with the holidays and the new year, there weren't too many stories that were worth uh, putting in here. As I always like to say, I go beyond the headlines, which means I want some real depth. I want to give you some real insight into the trends and what's happening, not just some headline or news story. But with that said, we're back at it. I know a lot of people were excited. They were asking me last week why there wasn't one. But I've kind of combined the last few weeks into this one, and then we'll be back on the weekly schedule starting next Sunday. As always, starting out with the feel-good sports stories, there were a bunch around the holidays, but I picked two out that kind of touched me. Both happened to fall in football, one in college, one in the NFL. So starting at the college one, Florida State offensive lineman Dylan Gibbons, who was previously with the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, where he also built a friendship with a man by the name of Timothy Donovan, who has a rare medical condition called Vactoral. But anyway, they kept their friendship alive, uh, even through the transfer. And Gibbons at one point raised a GoFundMe, which ended up doing $30,000 and helped get Timothy some care. But anyway, he said this could be even used bigger for a nonprofit, which Gibbons spun up, which is called Big Man, Big Heart. And over the last year and at his time at Florida State, they've raised over half a million dollars for people in need mainly around rare medical conditions and had over 50,000, I'm sorry, 50 million interactions on social media to, you know, tell these people's stories and give them a shake. So you see NIL doing incredible things. And then heading over to the NFL space, we all know this story, it's been playing out, but pretty cool to see DeMar Hamlin and his GoFundMe raise over $9 million now to help kids in need and toys and community stuff. So going to be interesting to see what he does. Obviously, thoughts and prayers as he continues to get better. Hopefully one day he has a chance to play again in the NFL, but him and his business partner, Jordan Rooney, are handling it very well and professional and, uh, you know, wish them the best of luck. But cool to see the whole sports world, you know, give back and, and how powerful it is with uh, what happened there and uh, DeMar Hamlin. Heading over to the business of athletes, which, you know, I kind of developed a big niche around in 2022. So super cool to see the athletes waste no time becoming equity owners and shareholders in these companies, making investments all the way from high schoolers to college players and obviously professional athletes. And uh, 2023, hitting the ground running. So, uh, you know, let's dive into that right here. Odell Beckham Jr., Michael Phelps, Jeremy Lin, and a bunch more are uh, investing in Major League Pickleball huge amounts of athletes now involved. The prices of teams, uh, just kind of from, from my sources, have gone from $1 million, and now a lot of them are right around the 5 to $7 million range. So while this is just on paper, a lot of them looking like they already have, uh, you know, realized some gain. We'll see where that space goes. Pickleball, ton of room to grow. I'm very bullish on the space. Alex Rodriguez, he's a uh, major investor since retiring from baseball. Well, anyway, him and his, one of his business partners, Mark Lohr, they exercised their option to buy a second 20% stake of NBA team, the Minnesota Timberwolves, and then also the uh, you know Crosstown uh, team, the Minnesota Lynx, which is for the WNBA. So, uh, you know, big boy ownership there at the NBA and pro basketball ranks. We had a cool story come out uh, that, uh, you know, a lot of people covered, but Joe Burrow, Blake Griffin, Kemba Walker, Chris Middleton, Anders Lee, a bunch of pro athletes, over 20 plus through Patrick Hoff Investments. They're, uh, you know, they help pro athletes kind of get on cap tables. They made a $5 million investment to purchase a 104 acre farm in Iowa. So now these athletes are getting even more creative and they're even starting to get out of their typical lanes of the sports drinks, the restaurants, the car dealerships, uh, the, uh, you know, fitness products that we've seen in the past. 
So uh, that's an interesting one. Farmland, obviously a hot topic. Bill Gates, a lot of uh, you know deals he's done in that space as well. Patrick Mahomes, he continues to make strides. Obviously, five hundred million dollar contract. He's got some you know good capital to deploy. But he he's a big Kansas City guy. He owns Sporting KC a little bit. He owns some of the Royals, and now the National Women's Soccer League (WNSL) they have a team called the Kansas City Current. Patrick Mahomes is now joining their ownership group. And that league is is really starting to take off. They have Serena Williams, Naomi Saka, Sue Bird, Eli Manning. There's there's a ton of athlete investors and teams in that league. But anyway, they uh, their last final, the 2022 final game, had 915,000 viewers, which was a 71% increase from the year before. And the valuations of these franchises continue to go up. The Washington Spirit, which is one of the teams, sold for $35 million in February. So uh, good to see that even athletes getting not just an alternative of sports like pickleball, but also women's soccer and helping to grow that side uh, of the women's game. And speaking of women athletes, Lisa Leslie, one of the greatest WNBA players of all time, a two-time champ. She is coming onto Jelanu, which is a French women's cycling brand. So they have gear, bikes, all kinds of stuff as an equity partner. And then also a chief executive, more on the strategy and brand side. So cool to see athletes following their passions too, and not just investing in companies, but really coming on and you know providing a ton of value and in their insight, and uh, obviously their relationships and capital and ability to get in any doors. But anyway, cool business of athletes stuff to hit off 2023. Let's head over to name, image, and likeness in college sports, which is also starting 2023 with a bang. Kicking it off, Charlie Woods, who is the son of famous golfer Tiger Woods. He uh, has a decision to make. He's currently in eighth grade and whether what he wants to do with his golf career. And uh, one of those options is to play in high school in Florida, where his main residency is. But if he does that, he will not be able to take any NIL money. But obviously, being Tiger, Tiger's son, he has a ton of brand potential. And uh, he would be worth mil- be making, not worth making, millions of dollars right away as soon as he touches college with brand deals, et cetera. But won't be able to do that if he's in Florida. But honestly, it's I don't think it's, you know, it's kind of water under the bridge. He's his dad, Tiger Woods, is worth over a billion dollars. So uh, they're not going to be thinking too much about short term cash. They're going to want to really make sure Charlie can become the best player he can become and then really have a chance at, uh, you know, professional golf and however that plays out with the PGA Tour live. But that's a story for another day. But anyway, we're seeing a lot of these big time athletes, their kids now are huge NIL values from Arch Manning to Bronny James, Charlie Woods. Uh, you see it all over the space. Obviously, Deion Sanders' kid, Shador, has signed tons of big time deals in NIL playing for Jackson State. But uh, yeah, anyway, we'll, we'll continue to see how that plays out. But heading to the collective side, we're seeing a ton of teams raise raise some money to keep athletes now. So we saw it at Michigan. We're seeing it at Oklahoma, where it's not just about having money through collectives to bring players in and recruit them, but it's also about retaining them. Because if a kid has a great year and, you know, you pay them, let's just say, I'm going to make something up here, $100,000, but now he's getting offers from other schools for $500,000, he's going to entertain us. Does your fund, your collective trust, whatever, alumni boosters, do they have the money to, you know, increase and keep that kid where they stayed? Obviously, this is the whole free agency debate and all that. So we'll continue to see how it plays out. But there is a problem with it that came up recently. And that is with that is down at Florida. So they're one of their collectives is called the Gator Collective. It was one of the first ones. I wrote a 
article about it a long time ago. I plan to have uh, Eddie Rojas, who's the founder of it, that really started this whole NIL collective deal on the podcast at some point. But nonetheless, they had a $13 million deal with quarterback Jaden Rashada, who's one of the top high school quarterbacks in the country. And uh, now Rashada is basically threatening legal action because they're saying they don't have the money to pay him and it's just whole debacle and it may all blow up. So I don't want to get ahead of myself. We'll see how it plays out and I'll keep you up to date with it. But it's super interesting to kind of see this now where it's like, hey, kid offered this. There's a contract. They want to pay him. But the money's not really there because boosters, alums, whoever they're, they're not really putting it up. Uh, so it's, it's not like a cap. There's no cap like in the NFL and you know this team has this much money. In theory, there's unlimited money. If some Florida Gator alumni wanted to put up $100 million for one kid, it could happen. So uh, we'll see We'll see how that plays out, but it's certainly an interesting story. And if it goes to court, I would love to see how uh, how that plays out and how they roll. But but we'll see. Wishing the best for, for not only the Gator Collective, but also Jaden Rashada, that I have relationships uh, with, with both, both sides there. Another cool story, seeing some college athletes get some equity. Shaheen Battle, he's a North Carolina State uh, cornerback. He's inked a multi-year endorsement and also equity deal with Obsesh, which is an athlete engagement platform uh, all around NIL and connecting fans, brands, supporters, athletes all in one place. But uh, yeah, super cool to see that. And let's head on over to some sports technology, future sports, and some cool capital raises, some acquisitions that we had this past week. Some of you may know, some of you may not, but anyway, the NFL actually has their own venture capital uh, fund. It's called 32 Equity. And actually recently the league agreed each team and the owners agreed to put another 5 million towards it. So $160 million total. And uh, one of their first investments right out of that is into Noble, which is a apparel and footwear company and Noble, that's N-O-B-U-L-L. You know, they're going to obviously take that money and then it's going to be built right into the NFL. So we're going to continue to see this play out as leagues, teams, they all have their own little venture funds or they have, they have just like, combine resources and it's really about distribution that's what it comes down to at the end of the day and uh, can be great gig for some of these companies to really accelerate and giving up that small amount of equity can result in much more later on so uh, the NFL and Noble coming together one of the first ones out of the 32 equity fund but the professional triathletes organization PTO they completed a 30 million dollar series B round led by Divergent Investments which is a Luxembourg-based private equity fund and uh, they're, they're claiming kind of in the investment that there's a market of 10 million leisure triathletes globally who obviously have some good disposable income, which makes this very uh, lucrative opportunity. So uh, interesting, interesting raise there for the company. They have a bunch of different things in the triathlete space, but one of those is a running component. And speaking of that, a coaching app for runners, which was founded by two friends at the University of Southampton in uh, England. They raised $2.3 million, including some professional athletes, uh, British Olympic marathon runner Stephanie Davis, Irish rugby player Gregory O'Shea, Chelsea uh, soccer star Joshua Patterson. But basically, it's a personalized coaching app, and it helps give you, you know, track your workouts and give you a schedule to train for running, which, uh, which is continue, we're continuing to see that training space play out. But uh, that's a topic for another day. Another big investment, the East Asia Super League, EASL. They've secured $40 million in Series C fundraising um, round from Crest Sports Entertainment. And uh, they're one of the, they're trying to be one of the top basketball leagues in the world. They have a huge Asian 
market. That's where they mainly operate out of, but they're continuing to try to expand, you know, more teams, more media, more employees with that raise. But uh, heading over to golf, there's a tech entrepreneur investor uh, by the name of Clive Mayhu, who's on the chair of Fish Burners, which you may be or may not be familiar with. But he's invested $1.2 million to launch Play Today, which is a Web3 golf company. They're trying to give the 70 million golf players globally the opportunity to kind of merge the physical and digital world worlds. They have a wallet. They have an NFT marketplace. They have a golf metaverse, um, a bunch of uh, interesting things. So we'll see how this plays out. Web3, I always like to say it's just an iteration on software and it has some new components and ability to keep score and transactions and all that. But uh, I'll have some people on the podcast to kind of explain that world a little better. Um, but interesting to see golf and Web3 combine. Teamworks, they're a software as a service company in the sports world. Most, a lot of college administrations use them um, for all of their, their SaaS tools. But anyway, they've acquired four companies, Smartabase, Retain, Grafted, and Nextplay. So they're now up to nine companies in their portfolio uh, that they can offer universities but essentially trying to, with this, increase their average order value, their AOV, um, and they're trying to do that through acquisitions. But uh, the, the other one we had, there's two other acquisitions this past week. Cosm, they were a lead investor in a computer vision software as a service, C360, and they've acquired, you know, they're, they're an immersive experimental technology They've uh, kind of they've acquired the rest of it, um, and then finally, Patreon Technology acquired Fan Interactive, which is now their Patreon's 11th acquisition since founding just a little over five years ago. Um, and they have a bunch of uh, solutions around fan engagement, sports teams, data, and uh, yeah, we're starting to see it as the market and these arbitrage opportunities come out. We're going to see more investments. We're going to see more acquisitions. And uh, possibly even some mergers. But uh, as always, sports is a great place to be. It's a ton of fun. I have some updates coming from my side over the next couple weeks, couple months. But uh, let's all keep building. And I appreciate you tuning in as always. Peace.